Hello and welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. The answer, what are the months of supply in inventory in the Atlanta real estate market and why does that matter? Are prices skyrocketing? What's happening in a fall and winter market? Is it making up for some lackluster market in the spring? What's going on with builder confidence and what's happening with mortgage rates and the desire for home ownership, especially among millennials. We'll talk about these subjects and more during this segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. This segment is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorhan. They are a full service law firm with 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. The number to use when you want to reach them is 770-497-1880. I'll give that to you one more time. 770-497-1880. If you want to connect with us, the easiest way to do it is to go to G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back. You can share ideas. You can ask for your neighborhood to be featured in the neighborhood spotlight, and you can certainly subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, I want to recognize a very special guest we haven't had on in a while, Mitchell Palm of Smart Real Estate Data. How are you today, sir? Cleve, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Hey, thank you so much for being on. We are doing great. Getting ready for Christmas. How about you? I sure am. I'm ready for the year to be over, though. Uh, just obviously 2020 has been a weird one. But luckily, yeah. the housing market, we have a lot of positive news to cover. 2020 sure has been uh, weird. And I'm sure you are not the only one who who is hopeful for the year to be over in 2021 to be a very, very different uh, year. Let's talk a little bit. So uh, I have uh, been a friend of your company since uh, your dad founded it. Uh, I've always used your company to help me understand what's going on from a real estate data and statistics standpoint. You guys specialize really in helping new home builders uh, determine, you know, really the feasibility of their projects. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I think I am. Um, and so, but so you're always researching the market and you have tons of great data and I'm always glad to have you on. Let's start with a discussion on the months of supply of inventory now, and we probably need to have a little bit of a conversation about what that means in the first place, and then sort of how off kilter those numbers are. Yeah, just a little brief overview of months of supply. It's a very common term in the residential real estate market. Uh, typically, lower month, the lower the months of supply, the, there's a lot of demand, not much supply, and it's considered a seller's market. And just kind of give you a brief overview, six to seven months is the considered equilibrium. That's like a healthy market. You know, there's a perfect number of buyers and sellers. And anything over seven would, would be considered a buyer's market where the market is flooded with a lot of supply and, or demand is low. But to give you uh, an overview, you know, we were talking about six months being equilibrium. We are currently at one and a half months total for the start of this month. 
And is that with, for all inventory types or is that just for the single family detached? That is everything. That's going to be detached, townhome, condos, duplexes, you know, anything that um, a buyer would uh, buy and sell. You know, it's not going to be apartments, obviously. But one and a half months, rewind 12 months ago, we were over three months of supply. So we've cut that in half. And it is by far the lowest month supply we've ever seen for Atlanta. Which, by the way, three months was low this time last year. And now it we're was. that number, which means let's just say I don't agree that six and seven months is equilibrium in the market. Not today, because sellers are so accustomed to selling faster that if you take a seller and half the sellers have their home on the market for more than 90 days, they get very frustrated. So let's just we use a number. If it's less than five, uh, four months worth of inventory, it is a seller's market. So it went from a good seller's market to a screaming seller's market. And what that really means is that a buyer who is looking to buy a home has way less choices, half as many choices today as they did this time last year. And so the reality is they have to be more forgiving and flexible in terms of what they'll accept and the price they're willing to pay. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. And I agree with you on the four months. I do believe six to seven was uh, an older number that really shouldn't be used anymore. You know, before the crash, the market was at about six and a half months. And I think maybe that's why people consider that the, the, yeah. the oh, historical and, normal. Yeah. And forgive me, I wasn't really trying to correct you at all because I, that is what no, you're good. Well, that's what the national economists say. They say six months worth of supply is a balanced market. I'm like, yes, but they've never sold a home representing a seller who wants to shoot you every day after the third day that is not sold. So anyway, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, host of the show, and I've got a very special guest, uh, Mitchell or Mitch Palm of Smart Real Estate Data. I have been using Mitch's company for years and years to get a better understanding of the market, and so I invite him on every few months to help you as a listener to the show get a better understanding as well. Let's talk about home prices. How much have home prices gone up in Atlanta in the last year? Yeah, I'm going to rewind it a little bit, even. Okay. You know, before Please. COVID hit, Okay. When before COVID hit, we were very positive in the market. We saw some positive trends moving in. Closing started improving. Prices started going back up. And we can touch on this uh, in a little bit, but a lot of that was due to the mortgage rates. Right. Um, in terms of the COVID impact on the market, it definitely slowed down in March and April. Uh, but what the interesting thing was is that pricing really didn't have too much of an impact. I mean, it was relatively flat in those April and May months. But ever since then, June is kind of the tipping point, and then July, and then just the past three, four months, we've seen year-over-year prices appreciating 17%, 19%, 20% year-over-year, which is something we haven't seen in probably eight years when the market um, you know, is coming out of the bottom. That is so funny, and I'm going to give verification to that 20%. I looked at the numbers right out of the listing service, October this year versus October last year. Single-family detached prices up to zero, 20% year over year, which is really phenomenal. When you think about it, that means the average homeowner who owns a single-family detached home in Metro Atlanta, their house has gone up in value $60,000 in a year. I can one-up you on that one, actually. Okay, please do. Uh, <laughs> please do. Go back to... I didn't realize we Go were back. having a. I didn't realize we were having a competition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the average you know, price right now for detached product is over three hundred fifty thousand in the summer. If you went back ten years ago, the average price was about one hundred fifty-five thousand. So we've gone up over 100% in just 10 years and so for the average detached price. What's amazing is if you go back 10 years, prices actually got a little worse, nine years, because they went down from 2010 to 2011. Then they started coming back. You don't need to compare, by the way, but that is phenomenal. It's up $200,000 on the average single family home in the last 10 years. 
Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you, you can't imagine anything like that. I mean, it's, um, the best time ever to buy a home is definitely the end of 11, the beginning of 2012. Let's talk a little bit about the flow of sales through the system. And by the way, real quick, Mitch, before we do that, if somebody wanted to reach out to you because they thought they might need the services of your firm, give us a couple ways they could connect with you. Yeah, I think the best route is going to our website, or you can simply Google smart real estate data. Uh, but our website is www.smartredata.com. Um, there, there's plenty of forms on there. You, know, you can type in your information and ask for me specifically if you have any questions and happy to help. So if a listener wanted to ask you a specific question about their market or neighborhood or feasibility of new home construction, you would help them with that personally? Yes, definitely. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about how home sales later in the year are, are really speeding ahead and how uh, earlier in the year we were actually at some point a fairly good bit behind last year. That's true. I mean, overall, 2019 actually was even considered a down year in a lot of aspects. Um, a lot of it was due to mortgage rates, really the recession. Everybody thought a housing recession was going to hit when COVID impacted the market. And it obviously impacted other industries such as retail, hospitality. But the real estate market just had a little blip on the radar April and May. Um, the real housing recession was back at the end of 18, beginning of 19. But in terms of closings, you know, like I said, with the pricing, we had a little bit of a dip, um, but we, even with the prices going up 17, 18, 19%, we're seeing resale closings go up the same amount. Um, even go back to September, we had a 26% increase in total closings for resales from last September. It's amazing. I think it moderated a little bit in October. Am I right? It, it, it didn't keep that we, same percent up pace or do, do you know? We, we saw an 18% increase for resale closings in October. The oh. new construction industry did moderate a little bit, though. It's Got it. Sometimes new construction can be a little bit seasonal uh, as well. I, I, you would think that yeah. might not be happening this year, but sometimes seasonality can sort of hit that hard. Let's talk about home builder confidence, and uh, let's talk about how you think the mortgage rates are influencing the market overall, if you will. Yeah, I mentioned the, the little recession we had, mostly mortgage rate driven. You know, mortgage rates are at 2.8, something I don't think anybody ever saw that we would have mortgage rates under 3%. And that is kind of the fuel of the fire. And then COVID actually is really increasing the demand for housing. People want to get out of the city, get out of their little apartment. They want to have space for, you know, themselves, their family. You know, if they're going to work from home, you might as well, you know, improve your, your surroundings as much as you can. Um, but in terms of builder confidence, you know, obviously everything we're talking about is very positive. Home builder confidence is at the all-time high for last month in November. And what's funny is that's actually the third consecutive month being the all-time high. They started tracking this back in the early 80s, mm -hmm. uh, National Association of Home Builders. And what, what's interesting is the previous high was only 78 back in December of 1998. So 22 years later, we are significantly past that. Um, and if you remember, going back to 98, I mean, we had six years of very large prosperity in the housing market. There's been a, a bent up demand for housing for quite some time now. You know, the new construction market just got obliterated after the crash and it is slowly pacing back up. But I mean, Atlanta overall, we're still down about 50 percent from our peak in 2005. In terms of new construction, which is amazing. So in, in terms of new construction closing. Builder confidence index going up just means they're more confident and they're much more confident to move forward with projects and buy property and all of that kind of stuff. I would assume that all follows suit. Is that right? That's exactly true. It's basically how confident are you in your sales numbers 
moving forward, I believe it's six months. Yeah. You know, we actually hit 30 uh, earlier this spring and 30 was the lowest confidence we've had in the market since 2012. So to, to oh. pop back up like we did is pretty astonishing. And if you were rewind back in spring of 07, we actually hit 30 as well, but it took us 10 years to get back up to 70. We went from 30 to 70 in a span of three months uh, in this fall. Well, that is amazing. Hey, Mitch, we were going to talk about desire to owning homes <coughs> increasing because of millennials. Unfortunately, we got 15 seconds left in the segment. So will you come <laughs> back in the next couple of weeks? Definitely. I'd love to be back on. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, how do you get your earnest money back after you terminate a contract? What's happening with loan limits for conventional FHA and VA loans? And what should you do if your home has polybutylene plumbing? Stick with us. We'll be right back and cover these subjects and more. <laughs> 